Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Wednesday, March 29th. No, it's not. It's Thursday, March 30th, 2023, and this is episode 359 of the Lots Project podcast. <laughs> A daily look inside my journey to live outside the systems of control with my wife, Corey, and our beautiful three St. Bernards. My beautiful wife, Corey, and our three St. Bernards. Yeah, it's an interesting one this morning. <laughs> I posted in the message, I posted in the YouTube comments as we were rolling up, uh, Ryan uh, Pippen was nice enough to uh, hit us with the wiki history, and he mentioned that MC Hammer's birthday is today, and so I was joking and threw myself off. I said that I was looking for my cassette tape of uh, MC Hammer's You Can't Touch This, and Josh said sing it, and I was trying to remember the lyrics as I was getting the show rolling and clicked on the wrong daily notes. Oh, how's everybody doing today? I obviously need some more Brian's blend. Let me grab some. Ah, it's Thursday, guys. It's Thursday. Even though my notes say Wednesday, even though my show episode number is wrong, I'm looking down through the notes and everything else is right. So I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. But anyway, Ryan was nice enough to go look and uh, pop us up some uh, MC Hammer news and other wiki wiki nuggets. Uh, it's MC Hammer's birthday. Happy birthday, MC Hammer. I don't even know your real name, um, but uh, hammer time. Uh, other than that, in 18, 1822, the Florida Territory is created in the United States. I can see it now. A 200-year-old Florida man walks out of the glades. Then he says, the fuck you all do to this place? <laughs> I can imagine. I can only imagine how much has changed in those 200 years. Uh, in 1867, Alaska is purchased from Russia for $7.2 million. That's only about two cents an acre i could go for some two cents an acre right now uh 1939 pre-world war ii german prop fighter plane sets 463 mile per hour airspeed record was that actually flying or was that crashing into the ground 1982 space shuttle mission sts3 completed columbia lands in new mexico having grown up in florida i kind of missed the sonic boom that rolled through the state after as a shuttle landed i never experienced a, a launch or a landing but was a big uh science or uh, a space geek there around uh the challenger but that kind of uh, went bye bye when i watched something live Ah, I do. I do like that question of the day you suggested there. I will have to put it on the list. Um, I got another 20, I think, or so on the list. 15, maybe. Uh, but you said, uh, think of a sound that the next generation won't recognize. I really like that. I like that. There's quite a few. James dropped a few in here. The modem handshake, the air-powered starter, the two-cycle diesel. <laughs> two-cycle diesel. Oh, man. Let's see. Uh, delivery driver, old rotary phones, stovetop popcorn. You guys, did you guys have um, the air blower, the air blower um, popcorn makers that um, it looked like it puked out the chute at the top? So it had the had the motor at the bottom. It was like a hairdryer motor. 
and it spun and blew up through the seeds and it had like the butter butter melter in the back and then they came out of the machine as they popped and went boom, 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 and filled up the top and then you put the bowl underneath and it puked into the bowl did you guys uh have one of those or was that just me good morning robin good morning robin josh gingerbread ryan how we doing this morning wiki nuggets needs to be a segment name i think wiki nuggets wiki nuggets is a fair name a fair name um i'm not sure if it's the the right name and uh pip and eyes has <laughs> all right i gotta start this comment for after the perfect cup because there's a story to go with vomiting popcorn <laughs> call collect call operator voice you will still understand that if you go to jail josh if you go to jail is it Oh, Robin says she's got one on the shelf right now. Is it yellow on the bottom, uh, yellow and white, and then uh, the top is clear, and you put the things in, and you can watch the popcorn come up through the clear and then out the chute, but after you used it for like 700 times, that top started to get kind of yellowy plastic see-through. I'm guessing the plastic was melting into the popcorn that we were eating, but that's cool. We only had it every night. <laughs> Oh, six minutes here. Six minutes. We're going to hit the question of the day, get that out of the way, and then come back to this uh, shenanigans. All right, everybody. It's time for the 44th edition of the Perfect Cup, a daily question and my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram group at t.me slash lots chat, t.me slash lots chat. I'm posting the question across social media and looking for comments and input. I tally them all, think about them myself, and, and give you the answer the next morning. Uh, if you really want to get into the deep discussion where there's back and forth and ideas exchanged, be sure to check out that Telegram group, like I said, or find the question anywhere you want and drop your answer. I will be sure to see it. Question of the day today is, if we learn from our mistakes, why are we always so afraid to make a mistake? If we learn from our mistakes, why are we always so afraid to make a mistake? I've really gotten to a point recently, I guess relatively recently to 44 years, um, that I really just don't care if I make a mistake. I used to be very, very, very self-conscious. Um, and I know where mine came from uh, was school. I mean, you you have hours and hours and hours and hours of programming in public school where you are graded on, you are marked off for every incorrect answer and every mistake you make. There's 10 questions on the page. You miss one, you get a big red slash through it and a, and a 90 out of 100. You get enough wrong and you fail but you get one wrong, you still get marked off. As I got older, I had some other teachers that were a little bit better. Um, they weren't, they didn't seem the same as all the others, which now looking back, they had a little bit of a different philosophy. I had teachers that would mark you wrong, um, but they gave you an opportunity to fix it. And then if you fixed it, it was like you had gotten it the first time because you actually learned it. And they realized that that's what the purpose of school was, 
was to oh check my telegram oh no no that's not the one we had but very similar very similar robin very very similar um it's uh it definitely changed perspectives i think they realized that the point of education was to learn not to penalize for not quite learning uh, I know there has to be a standard of uh, accomplishment where you learn, you you determine what's been learned, but you shouldn't penalize someone for making a mistake. Maybe they honestly knew it and made a mistake or they didn't learn it. And that was the mistake is they didn't learn it. But there was always this constant um, browbeating of grades and percentages and everything is based off perfect. Josh says, trained to fear mistakes because anxiety meds are big business. I don't even know if it's that. They were doing that long before anxiety meds were a thing. Anxiety meds weren't a thing when I was in school, dude. Like, I'm that, I'm old enough for that. And they were doing it long before I was there. I don't necessarily think it was anxiety meds. I think that was just the, the model of education they came up with. How long would it take to put kids through school if you gave them the opportunity to retake a test until they got it all right, until they actually learned all the information? Or do we have to make it a processing facility where we move them, move them through and uh, get through the end? And it is what it is. I don't know. What is it? That's where my fear of mistakes came. Um, and it was authority figures seeing the lack of competency or, or seeing those mistakes. And like Ryan said, being told you're doing it wrong. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's my take on it. Um, I've really gotten over it because I don't give a fuck what people think anymore. I mean, I do and I don't, I put out who I am. I make mistakes. I make a lot of mistakes. I learn from the majority of my state mistakes, but I've become comfortable in the fact that I make them. Um, I misspeak on this show all the time. I fucked up the date this morning, and guess what? I don't give a shit anymore. I would have been mortified three years ago if I, I was on a live recording and I said the wrong day and date. I would have probably turned it off. Not anymore. Not anymore. It is what it is. And I think I've grown to that point. Uh, James says, don't put this on my permanent record. Hey, I want to hit some of the comments real quick uh, that I had on on socials. I uh, got one on Facebook yesterday. It was my first Perfect Cup uh, uh, comment on Facebook. I've started growing the Facebook because I just got over myself and uh, realized how many eyes were there and uh, just started posting shorts and uh, and different stuff there. And it's growing a little bit and eh, I don't interact and it's, it is what it is. I just use it for what it is, but I did get a comment on my post yesterday and Evelyn over on Facebook says, because doing things over is frustrating, necessary, but frustrating. Eh. Yeah. Pop the Facebook cherry. Uh, and all the other comments yesterday came from the Telegram group, which really spiraled into a great conversation. I don't have time to read the whole conversation, but want to hit some of the highlights of the great comments over there. If you wanted to read the rest, you're, you're welcome to join t.me slash lots chat. I believe I have the function on that you can see the old comments. 
if you don't see him when you join, let me know. I'll turn it on and uh, and you can see all the fantastic conversations we've had over the last year or year plus. Uh, yeah, check it out. James uh, Gingerbread Farm says, I'm not. Welcome to the Gingerbread Farms where failure is always an option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Scrambling weighed in. He was around when the question got posted and said, uh, should only be afraid of mistakes in proportion to the life in endingliness, endingness of the results of the miscalculation. If it's low risk of death, fail fast or learn more. If the mistake is failing, falling 1,000 feet to your death, is anything goes wrong, a safety rope may be in order or a wingsuit. Um, I think he's saying that we shouldn't be afraid of our mistakes. Uh, I think the question was more why we are. Sean says wrong assumption, and there are no different categories. There are different categories of mistakes in business and scientific pursuits. Knowing what does not work is valuable as a data point along the path for a solution that does work. When you see and hear motivational quotes like the above, he had a great motivational quote, but I couldn't copy and paste it from a picture. Um, they aren't justifying poor life decisions, but bad behavior hurting others. It had something to do with I haven't failed. I've uh, I haven't failed. 10,000 times, I've found 10,000 times how not to do it or something to that effect. Um, I think the first part uh, or the, the second part there about the business and the scientific pursuits, knowing um, finding data points by failing is a perfect example of why our education system is so fucked up. You're encouraged in science to fail. That's the only way you know it didn't work. Like you, That's how you prove how it's going to work. Um, not you have to fail. Like you don't get everything right in science. You're, you're trying to prove something unknown. You need to have data points of failure and success to know what success is. Hey, Diggs, how's it going over there on Twitch? I appreciate you stopping in this morning. Um, let's see, where else do we have a comment here? Josh says, because we know from experience that mistakes suck, we learn through pain. And people naturally fear, which is which is unknown and what we don't understand. Failure means we lose control of the situation, so the outcomes are unknown. Fair enough. Fair enough. Chris hit it, though. Chris Dixon comes in with the win again, uh, right in line. I don't know if this guy's like my twin up in Canada or what, but uh, he says, we're not. We're afraid of what people think of our mistakes. Bingo. Bingo. I think all of the other answers are partially correct. And that one, at least personally for me, was the answer. That's what it was. And once I stopped giving a shit what people thought, except a very close few, my life got easier. My life got a lot, lot easier. So think about it. Let me see if I got any um, things we got up here in the comments. Uh, trained to fear mistakes. Uh, being told you're doing it wrong. Why are you doing it wrong? Ugh, so many times as a child, indoctrinated humans to not want to go outside of the normal mindset. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah. He also says, do the same thing over and over and do not expect different results. Um, <laughs> gingerbread, don't put, make me put this on your permanent record. Um, 
Josh says, probably take less time if you let them learn instead of trying to force them to conform. Talking about school. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's probably uh, probably the the most relative comments here. And I think we're probably running up on time. I got my notes over. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. About 10 minutes here. Lots of great feedback on that one yesterday. I was really happy. Uh, and it was something that's in my wheelhouse and I do contemplate often. Uh, I, I've really worked hard at, at things like that, being less self-conscious, being more confident in myself and caring less what others think of me um, because of my actions. My actions are my actions. I don't base them on other people. Hopefully people like me because of my actions, because that's who I am. Stop trying to please people and be fake just to please them. It's okay to make mistakes. And it's okay to admit making mistakes. So, hey, with that, guys, this has been another episode of the Perfect Cup Podcast, a daily question and answer where I ask a question and you guys put, give us feedback. I read it all and uh, figure it all out. And we talk about it the next morning on the show, usually five to ten minutes, starting about 6.05 a.m., Monday through Friday. That's central time. And uh, it will go for a few minutes. If you want to join us live, you can hit up the hit up the uh, hit up the YouTube channel. The chat is always open in the morning, six o'clock. We get rolling and we hit the question about 605. So join us. Otherwise, I pull it out and post it all over the internet. You can also find it in the in the beginning of our, my main podcast feed that it gets released daily. I appreciate you checking out. Be sure to check out the perfectcup.shop and thelotsproject.com. We got lots of stuff going on over there, but go explore to find out. Appreciate you listening. And now back to the main show. Oh, good morning, Freedom Media Corp. How are we doing? How are those puppies? How are those puppies? Uh, she says, the older you get, the more your mistakes weigh. Sometimes. Sometimes, or you learn to mitigate risk. You learn the confidence to know where you can take a risk and make a mistake and it be okay. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, that was a good question. Good question. Good feedback. Um, I have it all figured out. I don't have it all figured out. I'll tell you that. <coughs> Slowly but surely, I'm figuring out a few things here and there. Um, <laughs> I do pull it out and post it all over the internet. Uh, <laughs> what was what were you talking about? Showing your meat or something the other night or last night on the after party? We fired up the after party again last night for an episode. I think it had been a month or so. Um, few people had mentioned that they were available and we all said, yeah, why not? Why not? We jumped on had a good time. Rolled for about two hours. It was good. It was fun. Uh, Nicole, Nicole, uh, Cam, uh, <laughs> the newest member to the after party crew, Cam, uh, AKA Ariel or bear snare, not Cam. He has the, my friends hate freedom podcast, not, trip sitting podcast just in case you have no idea what i'm talking about watch the show from last night or listen to it scrambling gets a little confused with names or identities i guess after he talks to somebody for two hours <laughs> the unexpected cam yeah 
Anyway, uh, what's on the topic list for today? Uh, I'm going to talk guns at some point. I'm going to talk about it. I posted up a short yesterday. I had a clarifying moment hiking to the top of this mountain numerous times yesterday. Mountain across the road. I've been taking the dogs on the walk. I think I mentioned it yesterday. Took the two big Bernards up to the main first flat spot. And then uh, old Clyde, I took beyond. And um, we had made it to the made it to the base of the, the last peak, uh, the last little run to get up to the top of the highest thing that you can see in any direction. And so we got over to the we got over there and I looked at Clyde. And I said, you want to you want to go all the way up? And then he got all excited. So. We kept going uh, we made it up to the top of this and it was kind of like this little narrow strip right at the top and you looked around and there was nothing above you like there were trees but there was no there were no trees above the trees we were looking at and and <laughs> Clyde's looking around and as you get to the top it goes down the other side and he just looks at me and he was like stuck on my leg like leaning on me like what do we do now <laughs> So we turned around, walked back down to this little clearing, and I had been thinking about this gun shit for uh, a couple days now. Every once in a while, it pops back up. I mean, it's always there. Every while, every once in a while, it pops back up in my head. And I had been chewing on it for all the dog walks. And so I stopped up there and made a three-minute video uh, talking. So I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but <laughs> there's a couple things before I wanted to hit. Uh, Corey looks at me yesterday. <laughs> yeah, Robin. Robin saw it on TikTok yesterday. People missed the point. No shit. Like the first comment, dude's like, but it's an assault weapon. And the next comment was, dude, you didn't even listen to the video or something like that. Like, I wasn't surprised. I stay out of the comments once they start getting into arguments and shit. And I'll go back in a few days to read them all because I'm not getting in the middle of it. I just let people fight. And I usually, if I need to do anything, I'll just tell, let Josh know. And he heads over and, and plays troll, troll patrol. Um, anyway, we we're sitting here yesterday morning. Uh, Corey was working. I was working away. And all of a sudden she turns to me and goes, I haven't heard a train here. I'm like, wait, what? She's like, we haven't heard a train here. I'm like, holy shit, we hadn't. I don't know if you guys know our history with trains, but um, when we bought our first house way back in uh, in the suburbs, not even the suburbs, I don't, what would Chris, yeah, I guess it's, it's an inner ring suburb. It's not what you think of like the outer suburbs. It's like you drive out of the city. This is the next. And then there's pretty dense all the way out. So it's like the first suburbs. Um, it used to be the suburbs and it's kind of um, it's kind of got swallowed by the city, I would say. But uh, anyway, suburbs, uh, there was a train tracks two blocks from us and there wasn't a lot of horns. It was uh, I think that that road was classified no horn crossing, wasn't it? And uh, or maybe through certain hours, but you could definitely hear the shit rumble in the middle of the night. Um, it would go by all, all hours of the night and it just rumble and the ground would kind of vibrate a little bit. Uh, you could hear it through the windows here, whatever. So you got used to that. We moved up to our farm 90 miles away from the cities and there was it's an old we had the depot library like it was an old train stop. I have to say old. 
train stop. It was not active anymore. You went there. The train tracks were grown over, disrepair. There was no trains that went down them. I looked at the map because the train was such an issue where we were. There were no train, no active train lines anywhere close. We were there, been there a while. We moved up there in winter, came springtime. We're outside doing shit, and I hear, boop, boop. I'm like, what the fuck is that? There was a train close enough that we could hear it blow its horn every now and then. I have no idea where it was. We could never find it. We were there for eight or nine years. We could never tell where this train actually was. I don't know if it was actually real. There might have been some dude that had a fucking train horn on his garage, and he would randomly go out there and use it like a cuckoo clock or something. But there was a fucking train horn at that house, and I could never figure out where it came from. All right. We start hitting the road. We stay at campsites. Sure as shit. Everywhere we go, everywhere we stay for more than a night, there's a train somewhere close. Even some of the places we only stay at night, there's a train somewhere close. Train, train, everywhere. Trains. Not here. We're on the top of a fucking mountain, guys. <laughs> There's no trains. It's great. Oh, it took us, it took Corey three days to realize it, but all of a sudden it clicked. No train. No train. Uh, no, it wasn't. Nah, I don't think it was. I, 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 James says it might have been the air horn on, or uh, Pippin I said it might have been air horn on a dude's lifted truck. Probably had truck nuts. I would agree if it, he did have an air horn on the truck. It, it was it was truck nuts. But no, you could actually hear the horn and you could hear the the rattle, like the the clack of the the wheel. It was it was close. It was close enough. I just could never find it, and I didn't care enough. It wasn't that loud. It was that faint, and it might have been all in my head. But Corey heard it too. Corey might be in my head, but Josh is better. Josh and Corey might all be in my head, and I'm traveling around alone. <laughs> Butcher says you've officially been untrained. <laughs> oh, man. Man, yeah. So that's nice. It's nice for sure. Um, yeah. No train. No train. Uh. Corey got an interesting surprise this morning when she took the dogs out. Uh, Walter, at least. She, um... <laughs> Josh says traveling could all be in my head, too. <laughs> oh, fuck. What's up, guys? <laughs> Coming from cold Minnesota. Sitting in here in my sweatshirt and hoodie. I am fucking really cold. <laughs> Oh, so Corey went to take Walter out this morning. There's dogs around here. We don't have trains, but we do have dogs. I don't know if there's a kennel or a puppy mill or what it is near us, but uh, it's not constant. Every once in a while, though, it's like when they go out to feed them, um, the whole thing lights up. And there's a lot of dogs wherever this is. It uh, might be hunting dogs. Uh, they do sign, count, sign a count, huh, kind of sound like hounds um, of some sort. So, I mean, that's that's pretty common in the rural area up in the mountains, you know, raising bassets to go hunt things. But anyway, Corey, we heard some ruckus outside. Um, dogs were kind of barking, fired up, and Corey uh, went to check before she takes the dog out in the dark by herself uh, to go to the bathroom in the morning. 
and uh <laughs> freedom media says effing coon hounds <laughs> Corey loves him and hates him but uh anyway so she goes out scopes it out with her flashlight goes out make sure there's no dogs like right near us so when we come out the dogs get blindsided attacked in the dark like that just wouldn't go well not that anything's really going to attack us but we just try we try to um <laughs> We try to uh, keep them safe and keep them less stressed. So she went out and checked real quick. Uh, didn't see anything. Comes back in. Uh, collars up uh, Walter. Throws his leash on. Out the door they go. And all of a sudden here, Walter just woof, woof, woof. The dogs inside are freaking out because they hear their brother barking out there. And it wasn't like a playful, hey, where's the thing bark? Uh, or, hey, you want to come play bark? It was like. I am pissed off or I am scared or I'm trying to uh, scare something away. And I calmed the dogs down inside and she didn't come right back in. So I'm like, huh, I should give it a minute, see if she's okay. Um, I figured I'm pretty confident with a 165 pound dog that she's probably going to be okay. But I didn't hear much of a ruckus. Walter stopped barking. So I was like, okay, she comes back in. She's like, I don't know if you guys have seen the pictures of where we're staying um, on Telegram or whatever, but there's a, a, a horse corral kind of out behind us a little bit. And she said, as soon as we came down the ramp, a Basset Hound came flying out of the horse corral. And I'm not sure how fast Basset Hounds run. <laughs> flying probably wasn't the wasn't the ideal term, but came running out or came came trotting out of the corral across the yard in front of Walter and Walter's like what the hell <laughs> and it went right across the field right, right through the fence across the pasture field off into the distance and that was that but what a shock what a shock you come out the door and there's a basset hound fly fly trotting um oh she said his ears were flapping so he might have been flying <laughs> Josh says, I'm actually sitting in the back of a service van soaked in gasoline, rocking back and forth, smiling and mumbling. <laughs> My friend uh, that I that I was pretty close with at that company, um, he took off before I did, but we always joke that you should we should all write on the inside of our service vans. It'll all be over soon, and like all the shit on the inside, like we were going insane because we actually were. But anyway, anyway, I want to hit back up to uh, Pippin's comment up here about uh, puking popcorn. And I got an interesting story. Elders not listening to their youth. Um, Corey just turned her head. She's I think she knows where this might go. Um, so we used to go up to this big country music festival every year up uh by the cabin that my in-laws had and uh, we would get tickets for christmas from them every year they were really good tickets it was a three-day festival one of the bigger ones in the country went for over a decade it was fun they Corey and her family went like since they were oh, when did you start like you were like 13 15 so they went for a long time um great time great time anyway we wouldn't camp on site. The majority of people camped on site. We had a cabin that we could stay at. Her family's cabin was eh, 25 minutes, half hour away ish. Um, and so we would commute back and forth and we could have a shower. We could have breakfast, all that fun stuff. It's great. It's great. 
great time. You'd see the people on on Saturday by the time um, by the time. Uh, <laughs> By the time uh, by the time Saturday rolled around, you'd see the people that were camping, and either they had been completely wasted the whole time, and they were doing great. They just didn't look it, or they didn't they didn't feel like they uh, they looked, um, or they were miserable. And it was just so refreshing to go there on Saturday. And Saturday evening, you were watching the headliner, and you're like, "I feel great. I could do another day." And all these other people are like, I "Can't fucking wait to go home. It's been miserable." Um, so <laughs> anyway, Corey's dad, when Corey was born, um, quit drinking and, you know, from old stories, we've, we've both had our share of, uh, fun alcoholic experiences. So we've shared stories over the time and, and it was probably a good time for him to, to hold off for a little while. Um, same with me when I, when I took a big old break over a decade, um, he took a 30 year break, uh, while the kids grew up and got out of the house as the kids both left the house, he started to have a little bit here and there anyway. Um, and so this was a big drinking, drinking country music festival and they would drive for us every day, every day, back and forth. Mom and dad would drive. Dad wouldn't drink, drive for us. So he decided he wanted to have a little fun the Wednesday night before the concert started on Thursday morning. So we were out on the pontoon boat. He was sipping on Bacardi Limon and, um, yeah, not mixing it. Man, this tastes pretty good. Got into some beers. We're watching him. Corey and her brother and I, who were seasoned drinkers at the time, we're drinking along with him and we're watching him get a little tipsy here and there. Um, and <laughs> we get done for the evening. Corey's mom isn't real impressed by what's going on. So she heads in and, and goes inside and we're standing outside and, uh, old man says, I want another beer. And we're like, mm, eh, okay, but I'm not feeling so good. We're like, have a beer, throw up and then you'll be happy. You'll feel better. You're going to want to, no, no, I don't throw up. I don't throw up old Navy guy, you know, all tough and shit, how much he drank back in the day. And we're like, have that beer and throw up. You'll feel better in the morning, throw up, go down, drink some water, go to bed. You feel great. Have an aspirin, whatever. Trying to tell him old man setting his ways all hammered. He says, no, he says, no, wouldn't puke sitting out there, has another beer, won't puke. We're like, make yourself puke or puke if you gotta, like, let it happen. Don't hold it in. You're going to be happy. No, 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 no. All right. (laughs) Live and learn, man. (laughs) We've all been there in the last fucking two or three years. It's been 30 years since you've been drinking. Anyway, we go go downstairs into the cabin. It was time to get ready, start playing cards or something before bed. And so we made a bunch of popcorn. Um, and old man starts eating popcorn as drunk people do every now and then chowing away, chowing away on the couch, chowing, 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 lays down, kind of passes out a little bit on the couch and we're sitting there and all of a sudden like heaving, he proceeded to puke up all the popcorn. You ever puke popcorn? It looked like a lot of fun. It looked like a lot of fun. Don't try it. Don't try it. Freedom Media Corp says, 
and that's why I love cannabis. <laughs> Josh says he didn't fear his mistakes. <laughs> no, he did not. And he did learn from them the next morning. He says, you guys were right. <laughs> I should have probably threw up. And man, don't ever throw up popcorn. We watched. We knew. I don't ever want to throw that up. Ever. It looked horrific. It looked horrific. Uh, so thanks, Pip and I, for uh, bringing that up and uh, letting me relive that moment in my life. Uh, he said he's not eating breakfast this time. Not like when I did the earbud video when he was mid-chew when I did the penetration video in my ear. <laughs> God, that must have been fun. What were you having? Uh, sugar smacks? Uh, yeah. All right. Guns. What did I have to say about guns yesterday? They had a school shooting, another school shooting, another school shooting. And what tipped this all off was I I don't really consume a whole lot of social media like Facebook and LinkedIn and all of that. I just mainly I post more than I, I, I read. Um, I post more than I read for sure, um, but I scroll to find my posts and comments and for people to network with and shit. And so, <coughs> excuse me. Holy shit, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, I uh, <laughs> so I'm scrolling through LinkedIn and I see a post. And it looked really familiar. And it was like the whole 86 days into this year, blah, 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 with all the statistics. And I'm like, okay, this person didn't just fucking come up with this. So I scroll a little further. There it was again. There it was again. It was like either copied and pasted or drilled into people's heads enough that they were just parodying it. And it irritated me. I'm like, you're trying to make a point and all you're doing is posting the same thing. Like if I read the same thing seven times, it doesn't make me think it anymore. It makes me actually fucking irritated that no one has original thought about a serious issue. So I got irritated. So I got to one random person. I don't know why I was seeing their shit. I think they're connected to someone that I'm connected to or whatever, but it was just some chick that had written the same fucking thing I'd seen over and over. And I commented and I said, I said, you know, she was all upset about the guns, the guns, the guns. And I said, guns are just tools. It's logical. It's the argument you can make for why guns aren't the problem is guns don't fucking do anything unless the person picks it up and has intent. And I put it, semi-politely as to not just completely lose my mind right off the beginning i was nice i was polite and she replied with i'm so sick of that argument guns blah 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 assault style rifles blah 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 and i wrote you know this conversation isn't even worth having she was super inefficient with the tool, so it really didn't matter if she had fucking a bazooka if she only killed six people with it she could have done that with a fucking handgun if she was any good at shooting, I said, the question you need to ask is why she was willing to do it. 
And not because she was a trans girl or trans man. I don't even know how it goes. If you go from a man to a woman, are you a trans girl or a trans man? I'm not sure if it's the previous or the later. Uh, I don't know the rules. And I don't care. Um, you do you. I don't care. But that's not the why. She was upset she was bullied. Or he was upset he was bullied. Or had to go to Catholic school and learn about God. Or whatever the fuck he was in his head if it was real anyway because there's all sorts of fucking conspiracy shit coming out about it but that's not why that's not the why i'm talking about not that person's why the why fucking people have no respect for human life anymore the why people are willing to go kill not necessarily the person that bullied them random fucking people at the place they were bullied if that was even the reason. Why has society gotten to a point where we don't care about other people's lives? That they're not worth... They're, they're worth me making a point? I feel bad and I'm sad so no one else's life fucking matters? When did that shit start? why why are we to a point and i posted links on that comment and said until we figure out the why it's going to keep happening every piece of energy every piece of legislation every argument you have every time you parrot the right or parrot the left or back and forth and talk about guns is wasted until you figure out why society's so fucked up that we're willing to kill each other over shit that has nothing to do with the person you killed. Because people are going to do it whether they have an assault style rev uh, a style assault style weapon, if they have a fucking handgun, if they have a goddamn slingshot, if they have a rock in their hand, a knife in their hand, a hammer to pick up, they're going to fucking kill people. If that's what society is going to feel, if they're not going to respect human life, it's not going to matter what the fucking weapon is. Not going to matter the how until we figure out the why. And not the surface why, because we bullied trans kids. Because people were mean to them. Why haven't we taught them the value of fucking human life? That when you pull that fucking trigger or swing that fucking hammer or stab that fucking knife or whatever you do, it's fucking over. It's done. That's my question. So you're wasting your fucking time arguing about whether we should have 30 round magazines or six round magazines or fucking pea shooters or slingshots or whatever. It's all a fucking waste of energy until we straighten out fucking society and people don't fucking kill each other because they respect the other person's life. Maybe they don't respect their opinions. Maybe they don't respect their thoughts. Maybe they don't respect their decisions, but they respect their ability to be fucking alive and until that changes ain't gonna matter ain't gonna matter
I don't know. What do you guys think in the comments here? Let me see. Uh, try activated charcoal. I think that might have been the last com last conversation. Uh, a thing did a thing because humans did something. Yeah. Uh-oh, a trans white supremacist, basically. Uh, Josh says, with the firepower, he, she, uh, murder self, had it, should have dropped at least three figures, but it wasn't the gun. Very, very true. I said that in my video yesterday, and then I had to clarify that I know this is a horrible thing to say, but I literally said she was super, he, she, whatever, was super inefficient with the tools she was using to only kill six people. Cut and dried, like non-emotional. She had a tool that Josh, like Josh said, she should have been able to take out everyone in that building. And as much as they say she planned and planned and planned and plotted and blah, 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 she should have killed everybody in that fucking building. If she was worth any bit of planning or research or figuring out how to use the tool that she put in her hand. No, ineffective. But everybody's screaming about the gun. You know how many rounds my fucking 40 holds? 15. Do you know how many people I fucking kill with that? 14. And then myself. Good, but I would never do it. Josh says, nobody answered the why on your video. Yeah, I know. Gingerbread says, I don't need a weapon. How many notorious serial killers never used a gun? Pfft, a lot. Robin says the fact that there are serial killers takes away the gun argument. Yep. Thinking that people want to mildly be mildly spiteful and no longer wanting to leave it better for the next person. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a desensitization, desensitization of human life. It might go back to social media question from yesterday, the other day, social media has made us so disconnected um, that there's nothing personal. When you talk to somebody online, you don't see their flesh. You don't see them breathe. You don't, there's an energy to people. When you meet them in person, we talk about it all the time when we network online and then we go to a live event, the difference in energy. When people don't get to get together, they lose that. When a kid sits in his basement and plays video games all the time and feels holed up and doesn't have any friends in real life, you really get desensitized to what, human life is video games everybody wants to blame everything it's a whole culmination whether it's on purpose or not this is where it's at we just need to address it there's no blaming and that's the other thing everybody wants to do blame this blame that blah 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 it's already fucking over don't blame it fucking fix it if i use desensitization i have to go back to violent movies and videos Sure, whatever. Doesn't matter how. Doesn't matter how again. Just needs to be fixed. Or nothing's going to change. It's just, there you go. Weak society. We've made weak men. We've made weak women. Mentally, physically, emotionally. That's it. That's it. I'm done for today, guys. I'm done yelling.
<sighs> Josh says, I don't think it's social media. That's a symptom. I don't know. I think that helps desensitize um, in-person interaction. I didn't necessarily think it was anything other than that, other than you don't have personal contact with the people that you are referring to as other humans. Um, he thinks that society is being divided and encouraged to hate everything different from them. Yeah, victim mentality. It all adds up. It all adds up. But that's not the point. We need to move forward. So anyway, item of the day today is the Anchor 337 Power Bank, 26,800 milliamps of power. Uh, has three outputs. Uh, you can use USB chargers, so you can charge your iPhone or your your Android or whatever device, as long as it's got a charger that plugs into a USB. Charges my phone up uh, several times. Corey used it this morning. Her flashlight died. She has a USB charger. She threw the anchor in her pocket, plugged it into the flashlight, and it worked. So the battery was dead, but we had a spare battery. Very nice when there's basset hounds running around your fucking yard. Um Anyway, they're great. We have multiple. Find them on Amazon. Click the link. If you don't need an anchor, you have plenty. You have plenty of battery storage, but you need to buy something on Amazon today. You can click that link and anything else you buy helps support the Lost Project. Definitely appreciate it. It helps us do the things we're doing. Other than that, you can swing on over to thelostproject.com. The grave, the Cemetery Explorers Club has been released. It's up there on the top. You can click on the Explorers Club and find out all about it and all the things that we're doing. Check out the different membership plans and how they work and uh, all the plans in the near future for it. It's ever expanding. I appreciate it if you check it out. Share it with anybody you know that that likes um, that likes old cemeteries, uh, headstones, history, things like that. It should be a fun little project to be a part of. So. I appreciate you listening, guys, and uh, we're going to come back. Tomorrow's going to be Friday. I will get that question of the day posted up around places here after I get things wrapped up. Hey, it's been a great day. Enjoy your Thursday, guys. As always, you can find me at thelotsproject.com on Twitch, Telegram, YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, Gab, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Fountain.fm, and all the other podcasts, 2.0 Value for Value Exchange podcast players. Make it a good one, guys. We'll roll into Friday tomorrow. We'll have a good weekend. Make it a good one today, though. I can feel the sun.